Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up? This is WWE superstar Finn Balor, and you're listening to Mad Mania, and this podcast is too sweet. Hello, ladies. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for coming out. I'm T. Call, the co-host of Mad Mania podcast, and um, we're about to get into it, so I'm going to bring out the guy who you probably all know, Megaran, who's the host of the podcast. Hey, Megaran, come on out. What's up, everybody? All right. My name is Mega Ran. This is T. Hall. We're going to be talking not just wrestling, but all the things we love, which are video games, comics, whatever is on your mind. So thank you guys for being here. We're going to be recording this, and this is going to also go up on our website. So crowd participation is definitely recommended. Um, I wish we had, like, seats for you guys, but we don't. So we'll make sure it's quick and easy and quick and painless. And uh, once again, make some noise for my partner, T. Hall. Currently getting down this pizza. Hey, if you guys um, want to stick close, just bring some of the game seats over. <laughs> I don't care. If you want to bring a game seat over and just sit close, that's cool, too. Um, we're going to talk all the things that we love, which are usually around video games, comics, TV, and wrestling. So um, this is... The second time we've done a live one? Third for you, I think. Third live one I've done. Um, I've done them at conventions and places. Um, the last one we did together was at Ve- in Vegas. We had a good time out there. So, um, quick survey of the room. How many of you guys are into wrestling? Cool, cool. Anybody going to Survivor Series tonight? Yeah. Anybody? Did anybody go to War Games last night? <laughs> Hey. The network is nine ninety nine. Everybody get yeah. Uh, that I was mean, that's where you here. see it better. You see it better on the network. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to bring the music down. But speaking of music, we always like to have music played during our uh, podcast. So I have a musical guest. Uh, you may know this gentleman. If you were at the last show I played in Houston before this most recent one, we played at the Secret Group. And... We had an amazing artist uh, who's local and doing amazing, awesome things. Um, and he was um, nice enough to play that show with us. And he loves wrestling just like we do. So please make some noise for Houston, Texas Zone, Kyle Hubbard! What up, what up? Welcome to the show. I don't have a third mic for you. I just realized that. Hey, everybody. <laughs> My going- name's Kyle. 
We're going to talk about wrestling. We can pass the mic. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, really quickly, though, we all were at War Games, so we can talk about that first. I feel like War Games was, um, was special. But before I get into all that, I'd like to let the people know who we are actually talking to. So, tell the people a little bit about Kyle Hubbard. My name is Kyle Hubbard. Let's start with that and reiterate that. Uh -huh. uh, I'm a hip-hop artist from Houston, Texas. Yeah. Um, I've been in the scene for probably about 10 years now, doing my uh -huh. thing, catching some L's. Recently catching some W's. I have put out my most recent album, All Good Things Come. Mm. It's available on Bandcamp, and there will be a free in-store at Cactus Music this Black Friday, so please come. Cactus Music. I did an in-store there a long time ago. I had a fun, that's a really fun record store. It truly is. Uh, I love that place. All right, so you said you take some, you're taking some L's, you know, in the scene, and you finally <laughs> seen some W's. What can you tell us about the Houston scene? Like, people always ask us about the Phoenix, Arizona scene or the scenes we come from. What, what, can, you, what can you tell us about the Phoenix, I mean, the Houston scene? The and what might be different about this scene than any others? The Houston hip-hop scene is almost a tale of two cities because the people that came before us are the Bum Bees of the world, the UGK, swinging and banging. And uh, I feel like uh, my class of hip-hop artists, we're trying to push the sound a little bit forward. Of course, always honoring what came before us, because without them, there's no foundation to stand on. True. But we we're trying to expand what people think about when they hear the phrase Houston hip-hop. Are there any mentions of Pimp C on your album? Uh, there's not, but there's a Bum B sample, and Pimp C's always in my heart. <laughs> Pimp C's always in my heart, just right. like every other Houston rapper. Exactly, I was about to say, but that doesn't mean you have to necessarily lean on that when you lean... So there you go. Very ah. funny. Lean. So um, have you have you featured with any of the the artists that have came before you? Any Houston legends? You had any features on any of your projects? Any hopes to work with any of them? Um, I think that it would be great to work with them, but at the same time, I haven't. To answer your initial question, um, it's something that I would definitely welcome if it came naturally. But it's not something I'm trying to force. Uh, like I said, I'm really trying to build a foundation of my own. I want to honor what came before me, but I don't want to lean on what came before me to steal your joke lean right after you made it. Me. But, uh, I mean, as far as collaborations, I've worked with uh, Big Pooh from Little Brother and uh, Truck North, uh, who's nice. part of the Roots crew. So. Nice. Yeah. Philly. Nice. Philly. Oh, yeah, you're from Philly, aren't yes, you? I am. Look at that. Respect. Those are two casts that I definitely respect. Uh, I just want to make sure in the back, are we, we recording? We are recording this, right? Yes. Thank you so much. I want to get all the way through, and they're like... Yeah, I didn't hit record. You're like, let's do it all again and get excited. Um, now, Kyle, what's yes, your earliest wrestling memory? My earliest wrestling memory? Yeah. Man. Okay, I think my earliest, the one that I can recall in vivid detail, and it's actually super appropriate, would be the War Games with Ultimate Warrior. For real? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. That, that was the time period when I really, really got entrenched in wrestling. And uh, I started with WCW, like a lot of people my age did. NWO was the coolest thing ever. Yes, it was. It really was. It really was. There you go. Too sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. Nice. So WCW is where you got your start. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What, what kind of made you, did you cross over to WWF at any point? Or was it after the, you know, invasion and you, you were like kind of had to when WCW faced out? Well, it was, it was prior to the invasion, but I still had to because it just become, it became completely unwatchable at some it, point. It was, really bad. Those yeah, last, yeah, yeah. last year or so is almost unwatchable. Let's not forget David Arquette had a championship run. David Arquette won their world title. He did. <laughs> so um, during the Monday Night Wars, were you watching both? Like most people, switching back and forth? In the heat of it, yeah. Okay. 
I did a lot of switching back and forth, like constantly. That was my thing where I would flip. And I think that most, like most of America, when uh, Tony Schiavone spoiled uh, Mick Foley winning, I was like, wait, he's going to win? Let me go watch that. And it was like total backfire on their part. And I, I think I never switched back after that. Yeah, point. they thought they were going to spoil it so people didn't want to watch it. Right. <laughs> All right. So, so. What, what's your opinion on today's product? Basically, we got WWE and whatever else you might consider to be competition, whether New Japan or, or things like that. But overall, I mean, overall, I think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. I think WWE's roster right now is the deepest that it, it's been since I've been watching, at least. I mean, it maybe rivals, like, the early 2000s when Eddie and Dean and all of them jumped over and everything like that. But, I mean, yeah. AJ's, like, it's crazy. AJ Styles is wrestling Brock Lesnar tonight. That's crazy. Something I never thought I'd see. Never, never. And that's kind of been how it is for the past two years. Just uh, That would never happen, but it happened. That's true. And um, I noticed, I like that you mentioned, like, those the 2000s, you know, when the, the oldest guys were moving over. Because now we have great wrestlers. Oh, yeah. It's not just great personalities, but I think everybody is a really proficient, good athlete. And I liken it to hip-hop today. Okay. Where people say hip-hop's not that great nowadays, but I think... We have some of the better people doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, some guys are really technically proficient. You know, Kendrick Lamar is doing some amazing things. Um, Big Crit's new album is incredible. Um, J. Cole's awesome. Like, Jay-Z's still dropping quality stuff. Yep. So you got a lot of great stuff happening. And I think that that's kind of been the – I look at it now like rap, like wrestling, where there are talented people. Like, back in the day, we were like, man, only the guys who have a bunch of money – will ever be heard. Right. And it's like, no, some guys are really good and they're being heard as independents, you know? So I think it's a good time to be a rap and a wrestling fan. Absolutely. I mean, we live in a world where Kendrick Lamar is one of the most popular rappers and AJ Styles is one of the most popular wrestlers. Everything is right in the world. What a time to be alive. What a time. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about war games. Let's run through it. Um, we talked off mic about favorite moments of the show. Right. So without, since no one else heard that, <laughs> Maybe you can tell, like, what what stuck out to you probably the most at this show? Well, I have to mention the actual War Games match just for the pure spectacle. It was amazing. I mean, it was just a car crash, and it was a, it was a beautiful disaster. The suplex off the top of the cage was insane. But the thing that I walked away with and I most thought about was definitely Velveteen Dream because I was unaware of this guy, and he came out with the, the Rick Rude tights. Uh, he's gyrating his hips like Rick Rude. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I was instantly sold on that guy, and I didn't go in knowing the storyline with the whole say my name thing, but by the end of that match, I understood all the nuance of what they were trying to do. And really, it was like, this is why I love wrestling. This match encapsulates why I love wrestling. Yeah, that kid's going to be a star. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and uh, someone mentioned in a group that I'm a part of that these guys channeled the psychology that was connected to a classic feud, which was Rick, Fru Rick Rude and Jake the Snake. And think about how similar, you know, Alistair yeah. and Jake the Snake kind of delivered with his movements, like sitting in the floor, just like watching him. And I was like, wow, it's a lot of similarities. Yeah. And it, made, it brought me back to the 80s. You know, I felt like the Jake and Rick Rude feud was what got me into wrestling initially, you know. And it was the tights and the, you know, the pretty boy versus like the kind of weird guy who's like just stalking him. <laughs> and uh, it felt similar to me. I just wanted to so make are you that. thinking the Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black, match stole the show for you last night? Yep, yeah. Cool. Okay, before we get further into that card, let's get into something that might appease folks who aren't into wrestling. 
we always do something at the beginning of every show where we put over some things. Now, we take something from the world of whatever, the things you consume. For me, that's always TV, comic books, anime, whatever. Video games. Video games. Um, and we pick three things to put over. So I'm going to give you time to think. But, um, Teek, do you have anything you want to put over? Um, I wasn't thinking of one yet, so if you got one, go ahead and let, give me a chance to think. Um, well, I'm going to put over Super Mario Odyssey again. Again. Because I, I'm still playing it after I beat it, which makes it a great game to me. It's so good. And uh, chasing all these moons has, has not gotten tiring yet. And uh, what I love about it is, without spoiling the game, gameplay mechanics keep changing. There's more things you can throw the cap on up until the very end of the game. There's a new thing. So it's, um, to me, it's not 17 hours of the same thing. You know, everything is just constantly switching up. So if you don't have it yet or you're thinking about getting a Switch, I think that's a, a must-buy, must-cop situation. Also, um, I'm going to only put it over because my friends have been talking about it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's The Punisher. Uh, yeah. I heard all my friends are like, yes, this is great. So as soon as I get on the plane, I'm going to start watching No that. spoilers. I haven't watched it yet. You got the Punisher hat on, though. Hey, I'm going to watch it when I get home. All right, cool. Some people already done finished it. Yeah, people are running through it. Are you guys bingers? Do you, do you, do you binge? I try not to. Stranger Things I just finished, I don't binge it. I'm like, I, I'm going to savor this. One episode a night. Like, every night, 9 o'clock, I, I do it like it's the 80s. I'm like, 9 o'clock, I'm going to sit down, watch this with a, with a bowl of popcorn, and I'm going to enjoy this. And then when it's over, I turn it off. Well, that's not always true. I watch the beginning of the next episode. <laughs> like, if there's a real cliffhanger, I watch the beginning until the theme song starts again. Do, 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 do. And I'm like, okay, okay, stop. Stop, stop, stop. And then, um, but yeah, I, I can't binge because I, once it's over, it's over, and then you're just angry. So I try not to binge anything. Right. Do you guys binge, and then when you finish it, do you start the season over again? Watch it all over? Anybody do that? No. There's more material to take in. No, because sometimes you miss stuff, or sometimes you watch it, and you're like, oh, now I get it. So when I watch it again, okay. you see it from a different perspective. I can see that. There's some Stranger Things fan sites that I'm way too addicted to, and they'll pull out little moments and be like, hey, remember this from season two? That's a exact similar shot from season one and watch this and i'm like whoa you know or look at the book that was in the background you know things you won't see the first time so occasionally i used to do that with breaking bad i used to rewatch because they always had little clues in the back so that was uh one of my favorites you think of anything yet yeah, yeah so, so i'm gonna put over now. cuphead cuphead yeah since, since they have it out there and everybody's playing it um it just won game of the year and I was playing it, and it kicked my ass. Yo, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's super hard. Now, there's a lot of, um, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard this, the, the get good movement uh, of folks that are just kind of just like ragging on people who complain about this game being too hard, where they're like, just enjoy the game. You should, you're just not good enough. And there's just like these, you know, really disgruntled old gamers usually who are just like, back in my day, you had three lives, and you had to jump over ten chasms, and if you fell on the tenth one, you started the whole game over, you know? Well, I, I think one of the things is just because, like, how fun the game looks, you don't jump into the game thinking it's going to be that hard. Right, because it looks all cutesy. 
that's my issue with it, and it's not really an issue. It's just the game is so it's too pretty that I find myself watching the animations, and then I'm dead. It's like, boom, and I'm dead. Um, have you seen Cuphead? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful-looking game. I haven't played it because I'm not a great gamer, and I'm scared of it. If there is a way to put but it But I have it out there, so. I know. I might. I might. Give it a whirl. Give it a try. I'll give it, I'll give it my best shot. I've Nobody can watch. Nobody watched me lose like 100 <laughs> super fast. Man, they have a little counter that counts your number of deaths, and, man, I, I don't like to look at mine at all. I'm at, like, 1,000 at this point. It's, it's ridiculous. I tried to stream the game, and I had to stop because I found myself using foul language. And, and I was like, I don't want to be that kind of streamer. So I was just like, God, 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 like, live rage I was just playing quits. the first level, and I died, like, ten times. <laughs> See? And then I was just sitting there. A guy came up, and he was like, hey, can I play? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just sitting here depressed now. <laughs> just rethinking your life. Like, um, maybe I'm just not good at this. <laughs> oh, man. But it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. But if, you got to have patience. And I think Cuphead does teach you kind of like those old games used to do, you know, where you learn by your death. And you're like, okay, I know why. It, it punishes you for those simple mistakes. So when you die, you're not like, the game just cheated me. You're like, oh, I did that wrong. So that's the one thing I can say. It's not the game cheating you, like in sports games, where they just they just start making every shot, and you're like, oh, all right, I'm just not going to win. <laughs> um, Kyle, do you have anything you want to put over from the world of anything? Whatever you like, what's, what are you into that everyone should be into? Well, can I put over two things? Sure. All right, the first thing I want to put over is these two gentlemen for coming down to Houston, what? doing two events, slanted towards Harvey Relief. Houston loves you for that. It was a hard time. You guys came down. You really did your part. So make some noise for these guys one more time. Aww. So put these guys over. Thank you, man. That and as far nice. as uh, as far as the, in a piece of media I want to put over, I've been revisiting an HBO show by the name of The Leftovers. And uh, it's my favorite show. It has been my favorite show, but I'm re-watching it now. I'm in the midst of it. I'm like halfway through the entire show again, and it's just beautiful. I've never watched it. What's it about? Okay, so uh, short, short version here. Uh, 2% of the entire world population disappears. There's no rhyme or reason to the people that disappear, and the show is about the leftovers, the people that are left to deal with the repercussions of this unexplainable event. Huh. I remember hearing about that show now, but I didn't check it out. So it's good you said it's on HBO? Huh. How many seasons does it have? Three, three seasons. seasons. Have you when finished all three seasons? Have, yeah. yeah, you watched them, and now you're rewatching. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm going through my rewatch right now. It's a beautiful show. Um, I've never watched a show that uh, incorporates music so cleverly. And that's saying a lot because we live in a day and age where TV shows really know how to work their soundtrack. They do. And even with that said, I think that Leftovers by far has the best use of music. And it's just a beautiful show. It really is. I suggest it to everybody. Not a lot of people have seen it, which is why I want to take the time to shine a line on it now. Huh. Yep. Huh. Does it have, like, religious tie-ins? Is that what it's supposed to be, like, themed about? Um, it's interesting you would ask that because yes, but in not in the way that you would think. It's almost like this thing happened to the, to the characters of the show that no pre-existing religion can explain. So a lot of the characters are clinging to, you know, old world religions that we're all familiar with. But also there's a bunch of new religions introduced into the world as people try to cope with something that there's no precedent for. Ram, what, is, what does that sound like to you when everybody... The Rapture? Yeah, the Rapture. Left Behind, there's a series, there's a great series called Left Behind. It's books, and then they did movies, 
Um, so yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah, but everybody with, being the people who being left behind is like the people who didn't go up on the rapture. Yeah, like so the, 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 the good ones will go first, and then everybody else just deals with what happens. And um, it's pretty cool. Like I watched it way back in the day. It was like planes falling out the sky, you know, because like pilots would just go up and things like that. And then how people dealt with the disasters that would come from that. It's kind of deep. Okay. That's the deepest we ever got in this podcast. But anyway, um, so I just heard that. Your <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kyle. No, um, let's talk rumors. Now, a couple weird things have happened lately that I'm just looking at. And again, these are just rumors. Uh, James Ellsworth was just let go. That's not a rumor. That happened. Um, take that how you may. But uh, James McKenna of Wrestling Sheet Radio says that at one point, WWE had the idea to have James Ellsworth wrestle at WrestleMania versus Charlotte for the women's championship. Um, <laughs> and win it? I don't know if he's going to win it. <laughs> Apparently, the deal would be that he would have, um, He, I think it was something like he would have announced that he was undergoing a sex change and uh and and in the process of his transition they would allow him to wrestle in women's uh competition so as a transgender he could wrestle women for the title uh yes i think and um and i guess they scrapped it because they fired him um any thoughts on that WWE should not touch any delicate subjects because they have no nuance and this rumor just proves that that would put Literally, when they were in Dallas doing the WrestleMania, yeah. they, they brought out the new belt. They're like, women's wrestling is legit, and we're going to treat it as such moving forward. To do something like that would be such a backstep. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're just going right backwards. It's ridiculous. And even the first half of that rumor, James Ellsworth at WrestleMania, I love the guy. <laughs> but unless he's being someone's valet, he should not be participating <laughs> in WrestleMania. He shouldn't. No. Let's, let's hope that really wasn't it a thing. It actually sounds like a South Park episode. Sounds like something that they would do. <laughs> yeah, Cartman's going to become a women's wrestler or something. I can see that happening. Um, all right. Uh, uh, I read another rumor that I actually liked. I thought that this was interesting, that Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles is in the works for WrestleMania. Um, that would be great. Would. How do you feel about it? I mean, I think that's, that's the match I most want to see currently. With the, with the roster as it currently stands, that's the match I most want to see. I don't think it needs a title. I don't even think it needs too much of a build-up since, you know, build-up is kind of a lost art these days. But I would love to see that match. Love it. Especially at WrestleMania. What about you? Oh, yeah. I would love to see that. I don't know if a title will be involved or not. Um, me and Ram were just talking about he saw that gender and Shinsuke, I mean, no, gender and AJ scheduled for SmackDown on Tuesday. So we're thinking about they might slingshot the there title. There is a rematch with the ti- for the title. A Houston street fight. Maybe someone here in Houston could explain the rules of a Houston street fight. <laughs> but they might want to put the title on gender before they go back to in, before they go to India. So they might. Uh, that'll make that sure. that show a little bigger. Um I I initially thought even when AJ won it, I was like, oh they're giving it right back to gender. <laughs> I, I just knew. I was like, oh it's just a it's just a thing to shake things up. But I don't know, man. I think Vince McMahon looked at this Survivor Series card and was like, it's trash. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And then it changed the whole card. Like, and uh, now it's pretty lit. This is a great card. Um, yeah, and I'm they, excited to see it. If anybody has extra tickets out there in the crowd <laughs> and they want to thank somebody, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll uh, gladly join you. I'll buy snacks. <laughs> <laughs> they just announced uh, two pre-show matches. Matt Hardy versus Elias. Any thoughts? Wow. 
I it, knew that they were going to add another pre-show match if it was two hours. <laughs> Two-hour pre-show. Sounds like WWE is defeating us. But with that said, yeah, I'm excited for it. I love, I love Elias. I love, my only request is let him get a few songs in. Please let him get a few songs in before the match, and then I'm a happy camper. I'll be good with, with the whole pay-per-view if we can get a few songs from Elias. You walk with Elias? I walk with Elias. Okay. I do. I do. <laughs> Um, I like Matt Hardy as well. So I also feel like they don't know what to do with Matt right now while Jeff is injured. Yeah. Like, this is like Matt's second pre-show match. This is probably the time to just to go broken Matt, like with Jeff out. It seems like it would make sense, but I don't know. I don't no, think they've always been more behind Jeff than they have Matt. So uh, that is true. And they add another match. This is actually surprising. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Brizongo. On the pre-show? On the pre-show. Oh, so we got three pre-show matches now. Pardon me. I'm leaving now. <laughs> I need to watch this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's big. First of all, I didn't think Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens would have a match. And I didn't think Brizango would have wrestled hasn't again. wrestled in forever. <laughs> they're like now, you know, skit runners. They're, they're great skits, though. Great they do skits. great skits. And uh, so any thoughts on this match? Um, I, it's going to just, I, I would have suspect it's just going to be a squash. And, uh, I, I also suspect Kevin, Kevin and Sammy are going to be involved in the Survivor Series match in I, a big way. I big assume way. that. They're going to have some effect on the outcome. For so, sure. So we've done our, uh, results and predictions on the last episode, but I, I do want to run through them a little bit and just get your thoughts if you can. Hey, Ryan. Yes. Think it's, think it's any chance we see the Bludgeon Brothers tonight? They should have had them on the pre-show. But I think they're debuting on SmackDown, or not debuting, but they were supposed that. to. But if they have something going on with Brizango, maybe they maybe uh, they bring them up early. Maybe they interfere that match. Not on pre-show though. Remember, pre-show matches are never Don't even. They're not even replayed. <laughs> so they, they can't do anything storyline-wise. Like never happened. Unless even when a belt changes, though, they're just like, oh, that happened. <laughs> you can't rewatch it. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but anyway. Uh, what I want to do before we go into our predictions is play a song from you, sir. You gave me a song called Point of Life. Please explain that song to us. All right, Point of Life is the first single from my uh, my new album, All Good Things Come. Uh, it's one of the first songs I completed for the project, and I, I had writer's block for like at least like a solid two months, and I was just like, I'm going to write a rap song, and the only thing I'm going to do is rap about anything other than rapping. And that was just that was just my that was that was my parameter. So I rap about not exercising enough. I rap about being in debt. I rap about my Ford Focus. Just anything that's not rap. And that's the point of life, I guess, is all the mundane stuff that make up your existence. Ah. And there it is, point of life. I like all it. good things come. All right, here we go. This is point of life, Kyle Hubbard. Chairman out the told me, get my focus on me. If you don't treat me with too sweet me, you don't know me, Wody. See, I'm too broke for Cody, and I'm way too broke for 40. I'd rather spend the weekend with my daughter getting groceries. She gon' grill my chicken, chop up all the fruits and veggies. And I'm a drop them, change the flavor, she too good for her. She hold up, don't believe the week is worth the soda. But we may pop up off for two or six till week is over. Getting crazy, getting crazy. But don't forget to watch the dog. Cause if we have to start again tomorrow, I won't let it go. I'm taking the older that I get, I keep on changing. My mama said if I can go to sleep in 
I'm still famous. Despite the fact that strangers never notice me. I'm still shining on you boys like I'm supposed to be. So before I sway my youth and for a heart condition. In a bunch of disrespectful kids and never listen. I'ma tell you something you may not already know. You don't deserve the win if you can't learn to let it go. And there's nothing I can do to keep the child from slipping. So at the most I gotta hope they gain a little wisdom. People turn to me and ask me what's the point of life. I gotta laugh and say it's a pro old I need to get my fat ass in the gym at least like twice a week. I like to eat as much as my metabolism likes to sleep. Now, got me munching like it's nothing. I get the largest size of fries like ain't no repercussion. I mean, talking, you can see me screaming. Yo, no, what's the fitness freak? Until the morning, I discover how I don't fit my jeans. Then it's told up on me, you got any workout tips? No wonder. And well, I hate about the workout. you perform it that's what i should have did i should have asked you you'd have done it uh next time we do a show and we have a live rapper they gotta play their song live let's run it back all right <laughs> one more time now. <laughs> all right so um what are, who are you feeling in the rap these days any any music not even i mean outside of rap like what are like three albums you've heard recently that you enjoyed um i would say the, the album i'm most on is big chris new album um, he's like the apex of southern hip hop. It's just, it's just straight beautiful, beautiful music. I'm, I'm going and outside of rap. I'm going through a really hardcore Mountain Goats phase right now. I love the Mountain Goats. That dude is one of the best writers of all time. And then uh, I, uh, this one's a little embarrassing to admit, but I don't know if anybody knows who Poppy is, the pop singer. 
She's like she's like high end pop music, and she's got like deliberately weird YouTube videos to kind of promo herself. If you haven't seen it, watch it. You're gonna be confused, but it, it's pretty. It's like you can't look away. Once you start, once you pop, you can't stop. You know. <laughs> so poppy, how do you spell that? P O P P Y. P O P P Y. All right, we'll check it out. <laughs> so while we were up here and your song were playing, we were having a conversation in the back. And we were talking about um, going to the events versus watching it at home. How many people in the audience rather watch it at home than go see it live? Me. Uh, a couple people. Everybody else rather go see it live? I'm kind of, I'm in between. Like, I love live events. I do. But then, like, after too much of a live event, if it's too long or there's just, like, a crazy weird crowd, then I like to go at home. But I'm a, I'm a live person. I love live concerts. I love live anything. Do you think four events in Houston is too much? Anybody think four events? Like what they're doing is they're you doing a NXT. Saturday, a Sunday, a Monday, and Tuesday. WWE is going to be in your town for four days in a yeah. row doing a two to th two to five-hour programming each night. And um, I mean, so you got four different opportunities to see it live, but who's going to go see all four? <laughs> no one. <laughs> It's just too much for one person to... And I love wrestling, but it's like, is there a such thing as too much of a good thing? Apparently, there is. Because I can't have too much. Like, I love carrot cake, but after 17 slices, like, how much more? You know? <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it. Like, tonight's Survivor Series is like five hours. It's a yeah. two-hour pre-show, probably a three-hour pay-per-view. It is. And then you got to go to work tomorrow. Dang. All right, so we gave our predictions on the last show, but I want to see what you think is going to happen in the main event, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. We got Kurt Angle, Braun Bra Strowman, The Game, <laughs> Finn Balor, Samoa Joe versus Shane McMahon, John Cena, you can't see him, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, and Shinsuke Nakamura. What do you predict? Okay, I, I think... I think Team Raw is going to take it due to Kevin and Sammy, but if SmackDown wins, it's going to be because of Jason Jordan. What what I expect is the mat. My prediction is no matter how it goes, it's going to go the way that it does go because of interference. Okay, you gotta pick. You gotta pick a side here, dude. Well, Come okay, on. Right. that was the most <laughs> diplomatic answer. <laughs> One team is going to win. One team is going to win. That's for sure. One team is going to lose. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go raw because Kurt Angle has to win. Because he Does has he? to. He has to win. Ah, uh, that's true. Lesnar's definitely going over Styles. Dude, that's what I think. No, is no, I, I, think, I think Kurt, this is my prediction. Kurt Angle's going to come out with infinite specials, and he's going to just pin all five other members, <laughs> and everything is going to be perfect. Infinite specials. Just, infinite specials. He's going to come out on fire. I so, like it. Um, Jason Jordan turning on Kurt Angle? You think that's going to happen? I think it's very likely. Because I think it's going to be shenanigans on both sides. Right. So, so we get a lot of interference probably in this match, and whoever gets the most wins. I feel like the story progresses whoever best. Whoever gets the most interference. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the story progresses best if SmackDown wins because it's so obvious that Raw has the stronger team that I think SmackDown winning makes Stephanie mad, which gets her to going to some, you know, desperate measures and you, to try and to make you, Kurt Angle mad or something else. You progress with the um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff. The Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan stuff, all of that stuff. There's a lot of stuff. 
involved you know? in this. Uh, I like it. So I think it's going to be worth watching. Speaking that of match, steaks. That pro- <laughs> Speaking of steaks, we yeah. had a lot of steaks. We had really good steaks last night at Papa's Bros. Um, very expensive, but uh, still paying for that. Please buy merch, by the way. Um, yeah. $50 steaks. Whoa. But anyway, um, it was good. Though. They kind of. You got to cheat yourself. They were like, hey, come eat dinner. I thought, it was on Daddy, I thought it was on Daddy Vince, but it was not on Daddy Vince. Um, I don't know why I thought that. But anyway, so we're finishing up. Daddy. We're finishing up, but I would love to have questions or comments from the audience. If I could, we have a wireless mic. Uh, Crescendo, are you around? Could you do me a favor, sir? You want to hold the wireless mic? Take the mic. And, ask and if questions? anybody has a question or comment, it could be about whatever you like, whatever you don't like, or wrestling or non-wrestling related. We have a question in the front. State your name, sir. Who are you? My name is Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey. Um, as far as the uh, the recent NXT call-ups between Bobby Roode, Asuka, is there anyone in particular that you're really excited to see move to the main roster? And conversely, is there anybody you felt like, man, this is too soon. They should have been back, held back. Oh, well, I think Apollo Crews was too soon. Um, so great, so much talent, but I feel like it's all just kind of being wasted. If he was here yeah, sometime there to develop, get Mike skills, and maybe get to the top, get the, get the world title, I think he would be better now. But he's just kind of floundering. Um, I don't know how I feel about the NXT guys coming up. I'm never really fully satisfied with what happens with any of them. You know, I thought, I think Ember's ready to come up. Um, but I honestly think if I had to pick one person who I'm ready to see more than anybody, um, gosh, it would be, I think, Drew McIntyre because he's got great size, great ability, and SmackDown, he's a big man. Like, I would love to see him at SmackDown. Um, I mean, I kind of agree to the point that every NXT call-up has been slightly disappointing. Uh, maybe not so much Finn. I think a lot of that was out of people's control. But uh, really, I would like to see guys stay in NXT longer. Um, I think the narrative of uh, the guy gets the belt and then he loses the belt and then he gets called up is so predictable at this point that it's, it's kind of losing its luster. I would like to see a lot of effort put towards making NXT an equal brand and not a place, not where the ultimate destination is getting called up, but the ultimate destination is being NXT champion for as long as possible and uh, dominating that brand. I think there should be a lot more of that. Um, Shinsuke, I, I love Shinsuke. Uh, I do wish he was still in NXT. And quite frankly, I still feel the same way about Bobby Roode as well. Um, I feel like both of them are guys that should be at the top of the card, but they get called up before there's space for them there. And I would really like to see these guys be able to work main event programs, and I'd like to see them stay in NXT and the effort behind them be building NXT as a whole brand. Yeah, um, Bobby Roode is somebody who it seems like they're like they're like juggling, like they don't have a good grip on what to do with him yet. Um, I think it's because they're going to eventually turn him heel. I was reading some stuff about that, so while they're work, while he's the baby face, they don't really know what to do with him just yet. Um, I think Samoa Joe was the last good NXT bring up. Um, he killed it once he got brought up. I would love to see Lars Sullivan get brought up. I think um, he's going to be a monster. I'd love to see him fight Braun, um, some matches like that. I would also like to see some of these tag teams get brought up and actually stay tag teams because it seems like they break up every NXT tag team that comes up. So I would like to see um, Sanity come up. Um, we, I don't feel like we have enough, um, like, dark people, like how the Wyatt family was. 
and then they, like, screwed that up, and they're screwing Bray over. So I think Sanity would be good to come up. Also, Authors of Pain, I think, would be good. Um, especially when they lost the tag team. I thought they would be coming up. So I don't know if they're just going to keep them longer to, like, feud around with other teams for a little bit, but I think that would be a good a good choice to bring up. Thanks for your question, man. We have another one lined up. Here we go. All right, so this is not NXT, um, but if do any of you guys watch New Japan? Yeah. Awesome. If you guys had a dream wrestler to bring over from New Japan wrestling over to either NXT or WWE, who would that be? I know personally I would want Kenny Omega or yeah. or the Young Bucks, but that's just me. Yeah, I think I think you're going to hear a lot of Kenny Omega answers up here. Um He's great. I would love to see him come over and do a lot of stuff. Bringing him over would make a lot of things possible. If, um, they could do the Bullet Club stuff then because they would have, like, the leader um, plus the other guys that are already in WWE. Um, also, I mean, Okada, right? Seeing him would be great. I mean, I remember when back in the day when, like, WCW used to do a lot of crossovers with New Japan, and those wrestlers would go over, and they would send the Japan wrestlers over. So, I mean, hopefully one day WWE can get, like, a deal like that. I mean, seeing the Jericho and Kenny Omega match gives us hope that things like that could happen. Uh, I definitely don't want to misrepresent my knowledge of New Japan. I'm, I don't watch it a lot. Um, but with that said, I think it'd be great to see uh, Kenny come over. But I also want to say, like, when Finn and Shinsuke and them came over, it gave me that feel that I hadn't had since the Monday Night War Wars when someone would jump, and it was so exciting. And seeing Chris Jericho cut that promo in New Japan, even with my very limited to almost non-existent knowledge of New Japan, I got such goosebumps because it gave me that feeling. It gave me the same feeling I got when Jericho came over to Raw for the first time. And I feel like for the, for the first time in a decade plus, maybe, we get these kind of moments where it's like someone is defecting, someone is coming over, and it's super exciting. With that said, my knowledge of the roster is very, very thin, but anybody from Bullet Club I would definitely mark out for just to see them wrestle in WWE. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, I want to see Okada, John Cena, just one time, I just, just, just because um, I want Kenny and AJ, of course. I want that. But... Um, Man, there's so many, but I, I do I do feel like those guys would have the best, biggest immediate impact, and it's like an undeniable impact. Good question. Thank you so much for that. What's that? Young Bucks versus New Day. Ladder match. Oh, yes. I would love to see that. Yeah. All right. A couple more questions. Any more questions? Anyone? Anybody? Anyone? Got one. Oh, oh, hang on one second. What? Yeah. All right, what's your favorite uh, hip-hop album last two years? Two years, it's, uh, it's, it's Kendrick Lamar, to Pimp a Butterfly. Um, oh, okay. I, I don't remember having that kind of feeling when I finished an album in a long time. And so uh, I feel like the new one's great, and the one before it was also great. But I feel like to Pimp a Butterfly was just so timely, great production, awesome messages, uh, great mix of emotion and, 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 and technical skill. Uh, so hip hop album, I would say that for the last two years, man. Yeah, that's got to be it. It's and maybe I don't even know if that came out less than two years ago. So Pepper Butterfly is close. It may not have been the last two years. It might have been two or three years at this point. Um, if not that, then um, I'm gonna say this Jay Z album. Uh, I really think this 444 like 
mainly because as a, as a Jay-Z fan for my whole life, I was just like, whoa, he just got mature and he just like, he just became a man like in front of our eyes, you know, and I, I felt like that was just awesome to see. So those are, those are my picks. All right, man. Thanks. Those are both great picks. Great picks. Um, I have to, and I don't want to, I don't want to just harp on it and I don't want to get high off the new car smell, but that Big Crit album is probably, I think if I had to pick, there's just the Southern rapper in me. I hear that album and it just hits something in my brain. And I just, I can't help but love that album. Um, again, if I really had time to, to, to think about it, I might pick something else. But hanging off a cliff, I would say Big Crit's new album is probably my favorite in the past two years. What about you, Teek? Um, I might pick a non-fan favorite. I'm going to go with 2 Chains. that pretty girls like trap music. Um, I've been playing it an awful lot. I play it every time I get in the car. Um, it's real good. It has real good beats. And... Pusher T wasn't doing his normal um, jokey stuff on it. Um, there's some funny punchlines here and there, but he was really more on, like, showing his lyrical ability and that he can rap. So, I mean, if you weren't a 2 Chains fan because you felt like he was just, like, goofy or couldn't really rap, it's probably an album to check out. I mean, it's darker trap beats on it, and he's definitely showing some lyrical ability on it. When you played it for me, I actually enjoyed it. It's great beats. He's already super witty, so but um, it was great to see him like fleshing out full song concepts that are bangers. It's a great song, great album. One more question. No yes. question. Holding uh, the baby. <laughs> not even mine. Uh, <laughs> just, just found it. Aw, you just found it? Yeah. I love when that happens. <laughs> free baby, free baby. No, just uh, want to give you a shout out for uh, Middle Claws Up and uh, your Strangers EP, man. Oh, thank you. No problem. Yo, Middle Claws Up, uh, quick thought about that. It's a great indie game called Battle Sloth. Sounds ridiculous, because it is. It's so fun. Uh, just four-player combat, your sloths that love pizza and pick up weapons and shoot each other up. Um, and we did a song on it, myself, Adam Warrock, Chesky, and Michael Kill. Super fun record, and guys that I always love working with. Um, it's called Middle Claws Up. <laughs> and... Um, we just talk about sloth life and how they sleep all day and, and things like that. Um, sloths eating pizza. Think like Ninja Turtles, but but sloths, right? <laughs> I'm sure they were thinking that too. Um, all right, so if we have another question, we'll take it. Otherwise, I guess we can wrap it up. Any more questions, comments? All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to pack this section of the show up. We're going to start a performance. First, my man Teak Hall. He's going to be playing some new jams for y'all. And, uh, and then myself, Mega Ran, will be playing some jams. And, um, and it's going to be a great, great, great show for you. And uh, I want to quickly shout out Crescendo Replay for making this happen. Thank you guys so much. And um, make sure you are tip of your bartenders, eat some pizza, uh, buy some merch, and play some games. Not necessarily in that order. Thank you. It's Matt Mania. As always, what do we say, Teak? Keep your shoulders off the mat. I, I said it like a question, like I didn't know if that was right. <laughs> like, um, shoulders off the mat.
You're listening to the Geek Geek Network. 